It's that time of year when we're overwhelmed, or is that all of the year? But this time of year is the holiday season, and what are you doing to prepare your clients for what could be a very short-staffed holiday season? This week on The Veterinary Viewfinder. Welcome back to The Veterinary Viewfinder, the podcast that tackles the toughest topics in veterinary medicine. And a tough topic that most of us will be confronting is how do we get through the holidays this year? I mean, come on, we are talking about veterinary workforce shortages. We are talking about demanding clients. We're talking about a lot of stuff that's going to create stress. And we think that this week, you can start to alleviate some of that stress by preparing your clients in advance. But before we talk about all of the amazing ideas that we've got to help you survive the holidays, as always, I am one of your co-hosts, Dr. Ernie Ward. And I'm registered veterinary technician, Becky Mosser. So Becky, I'm just back from New York City at the New York Vet Show, which was amazing, by the way. And let me tell you, the holidays are in full swing. This year, I think, is going to be like making up for the last two or three years. Yeah, I think so. I I mean, I love the fall holidays as it is. I think it's just such a fun time of year and there's a lot to celebrate. There's so many different, you know, um, celebrations. We think about like Christmas or Hanukkah, but there's actually, you know, dozens and dozens (laughs) of different holidays between now and and next year. So I think it's a really cool time of year. And I think it's going to be a little different this year. Uh, I think we're all a little different coming off of COVID and our clinics I know are different. So we're hoping maybe we can get in front of and hedge off some of the holiday stress if we start planning now. That's right. Viewfinders, I mean, we know that historically, the period of time from really Halloween to New Year's Day in the veterinary world is one of kind of surges that can overwhelm you, right? I mean, we've all been there. It's the post-holiday gastroenteritis parade of, of pets. And then we see all of those pets that maybe are exposed to cold or injured or whatever. I mean, but there's a lot of things that we have to deal with. And so in the past, we've kind of talked about strategies to work around that. But what we haven't talked about, Becky, is okay, you're already short-staffed. You've got to let your staff off for the holidays. How are we going to accommodate all these people? I think that's my biggest concern is like already I feel like the nature of our management systems is to just make people work harder and longer. And I'm worried about that. You guys are already dealing with staffs that are overworked and under um, facilitated. And, you know, we, we definitely need to try to get in front of that. Um, I don't know. Uh, let's let's just repeat ourselves as we do. We don't have all of the answers, but we're definitely here for the conversations. And I think the number one thing we have to do is communicate with our clients. I mean, we have to communicate with our clients. Yeah. And Becky, you know, you and I have, have had a, a spat of, of conferences where we've been attending and speaking uh, the past uh, couple of months. And I'll tell you the number one topic of conversation amongst veterinarians, veterinary technicians, professionals out there is, oh my gosh, I don't have enough people. And so what we're trying to talk about today is, okay, in addition to you not having enough people, what about when those people that we serve suddenly come in and surge? And and I think there are some tactics. The other thing too, Becky, that I'm hearing all across the country is that emergency veterinary care is being limited. So in the old days, you could just say, hey, we're gone for Thanksgiving, go to the emergency clinic. Guess what, Becky? That emergency clinic may not be open or may not be open the hours that you expect. It's crazy. I think that's the thing that's making me the most terrified is 
and, and I'm seeing more and more articles and, and news reports from sort of the like the civilian, the non-veterinary side of these people <laughs> right. having these experiences and being like, oh my God, did you guys know you can't get veterinary care? And, you know, my vet, like I had to drive hours and hours and people are not expecting that. They're, they're just not expecting that. And so it, it, it is probably the number one thing you can do right now is figure out who's going to be open, when they're going to be open, who they're going to be accepting, who they're not going to be accepting and who your alternatives are. Make sure that your clients can easily and readily access maps, phone numbers, and all of the information they need for those clinics. Right. So again, viewfinders, this is going to kind of be a checklist of things you should probably do now before the holiday season begins. And the first one, as Becky mentioned, is know what emergency care will be available during the holidays. So if you are planning now to take a day or a half day or a few days off, you've got to make sure that you can tell your clients where to go. So I love Becky's suggestion. Go ahead, call up all those ER clinics around you or whatever, the specialty hospitals, and let's compile a list that we put on our website, right? Say just, again, this is just a great resource for your clients because I can tell you, Becky, what's really frustrating for pet parents is that if they have an emergency, they call you or text you or whatever, and you're not open or available, then they don't know where to go next. And so it's really important to be upfront about this information. So go ahead on that landing page, put in there holiday 2022 emergency information or something like that resources to, to, to look at if your pet has an emergency something like that. The other thing, Becky, that I'm going to be a big advocate for throughout today's entire episode is sharing that on your social media. So right now, put a post up saying, hey, are you making holiday plans? We are. <laughs> so yeah. here's going to be what you should do if you have an emergency. What do you think? I think it's I think it's very important. I, I think all your social media, I, I, I always say this, is we need to be the point of contact, you know, but we need... Our clients, obviously, they need to know where to go to look for this, but the more we can put it in front of them, they don't know what they don't know. We do. (laughs) So if we can tell them what they don't know and what could happen and and what they're going to need to know and and make it really easily accessible, it's, it's honestly, it's a really beautiful concierge service for our clients. It absolutely is. But more importantly, it is the care that our patients are going to need while we're gone. And we don't want any delay in that. We don't want any confusion in that. But I think it's a good reminder to be talking to the clients who are in front of you as well between now and then and thinking about, you know, do you you have that repeat offender every year? Like, can we even just proactively call Mrs. Jones Schnauzer and remind her, hey, we love you, but we don't need pancreatitis this year. (laughs) What do you need from us? You know, I I don't know, but but I think we can, we know, we predict what happens. We predict who we're going to see. We predict the cases. So let's take those predictions and move them into actionable items. Right. And and again, viewfinders, if you're out there planning your social media strategy, this is something I would probably drop almost once a week. So you can just go ahead and create a post for your Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, whatever, and just rerun it if you need to. Because I, I will tell you that, remember, due to the cadence and the algorithms and so forth, there's a good chance most of your clients may not see it. But in the event of an emergency, if they go to your Instagram feed and they easily can find it, then bam, you know, you're going to win. So again, let's start by finding out what emergency service is going to be available and then giving those to your clients and again, on your website, on your social media and so forth. Becky, at the same time, I think you should right now 
go ahead and have a firm plan for your hours of operation. So step number two of things you need to do before the holidays hit is going to be, okay, when are we open? Because I know there are a lot of clinics, Becky, that are sort of always enter the holidays. Well, we'll be closing around New Year's or whatever, not ever actually looking at the calendar to see what day it falls on. And then suddenly it's on a Monday and it's like, wait, are we open or not? A half day or not? How does that impact the weekend staff? I mean, right now you should go ahead and share with your clients your hours of operations during the holidays. I don't think that's too much to ask, Becky. No, no, no. I think it makes a lot of sense because, and I think what you're what you're saying is is like it, it makes a lot of sense when a holiday falls in the middle of the week, but when it's already a day off, when are you going to be observing that holiday? Mm-hmm. And obviously, Thanksgiving is the whole: Are you open on Friday? Are you not? Are we closing early on Wednesday? Are you not? And you know, plan to be staffed accordingly for that, but also in a way that allows you not to be calling people who are not there on those days. So um, absolutely determine when you're going to be open, who's going to be there and, and make sure that that's really super clear. I, I am guilty and I know clients are as well, but I can't make fun of them because I do it too. You can put a sign literally eye level center of the door, bright pink paper and, and I'll walk straight through it. So make sure that there's a lot of different ways you're communicating that information. Yeah, that's a great point. And again, spoiler alert, guys, this year, both Christmas and New Year's fall on a Sunday. And just this past week at New York Vet Show, I was talking to a vet and I said, what are your holiday plans? He goes, we always close on on the holidays. I'm like, right, it's a Sunday. So again, you're in a dilemma. Like most clinics, are you open on Monday or not? Right, Becky, what about Saturday? What hours do you impact because of a Sunday? And, And at first glance, everybody's like, oh, I love it when these holidays fall on the weekend because we don't have to really adjust our schedule. I'm going to tell you, holidays on a Sunday, Becky, almost always mean you're going to be closed on Monday, so you better be planning ahead. Well, and if you're not, you're going to have a turbo Monday. You know, like, (laughs) you know, you already think about what your regular Mondays are. Now you're going to have a turbo holiday Monday. And so be prepared for that as well. The fact that they both fall on a Sunday, not just because of the holiday craziness, but the fact that Everyone's off work on top of the fact that holiday craziness happened. Right. So again, staffing, like if you're going to be open on the Monday after Christmas and New Year's, do you have additional staff? Because I'm with Becky on this one. I think it could be a turbo Monday of the of the decade for sure, because I think there's a lot of pent up demand. Another thing, Becky, that you hinted at, but I wanted to explore a little further is trying to prepare those clients that you know already are going to have needs. Now, most of you listening today, you've got a roster of clients that, you know, they're just your extra special. They need a, a little extra care, whatever, but you know, they're going to, they're the people that run out of their medications on the weekends or the people that, that call you on Friday afternoon at four o'clock saying my dog is itching or whatever, but maybe you could be proactive with some of these people and and you guys know who they are and we all have our own list but maybe Becky they should send out an email or a text message or call or say hey guys this year you know during the holidays we're going to be having some abbreviated hours we're already short staffed let's try to get ahead of this as you always say yeah and i mean i think that's the, the most important thing you know think about your medication refills and hopefully you already have a really good communication system with your clients as it is, you know, and you, you do have those email lists and you do have those text messages, but absolutely start reminding folks now because we all forget the holidays are busy. Um, and, and it could be something like, Hey, do you have that stress med? Do you have that behavior med? Do you have the tummy upset med? Because we know we're going to be stressed. So it might be something that 
your patients are not normally on, but they're the special occasions. I know it sounds like we're asking a lot because you're already busy, but at least if we can get in front of a little bit of, of the need, I think our clients really super appreciate the extra help, the extra reminder, but also for us, we're not trying to, to get things done at the 11th hour. And I feel like those are the things that ultimately result in us staying late, not getting out on time and build that kind of resentment and frustration that we don't need to have around the holidays. You're right. And if you find yourself, I'll share with you a little tip that I gave back at a conference before July 4th of this year. And I was saying, look, okay, there's a lot of, of, of discussion around telemedicine and what you can and cannot do. But when it's already an established client that's within the, the bounds of, of your current state's VCPR requirements, then you can do this. And so what I would suggest is if you're going to be short-staffed and closed for extended periods during this holiday time, maybe talk to your associates or your RBT as appropriate and say, hey, would you be interested in picking up two or three hours on this day or that day? And you can do some telemedicine calls, right, Becky? Because again, like you said, these are going to be those chronic offenders of the dogs that always get into the, they get fed too much during the holidays. And so suddenly they've got blowout diarrhea. Well, there might be a, a case that you could make to safely administer metronidazole because you've been doing it for the last six years for the same dog. So, you know, again, you may be able to, to get some additional revenue for that person. And honestly, guys, if you're asking me as a management perspective, I'm going, I give you all that money, right? I mean, so if yeah. you want to do that, this is only enhancing patient care. So, I mean, not, not money for the medications or the things, you know what I'm saying, the call, right? But yeah. I would really get creative and try to lean into technology this holiday season because you're going to be short-staffed. You might have an associate or RVT who says, hey, I, I could use some extra cash. Uh, I don't know, Becky, I mean, are you hearing people start to, to talk about that, especially during the holiday crunch? Well, I think less than they're talking about it internally, there is conversations about the available resources externally. And mm -hmm. we've had a bunch of them on here. You know, right, we've right. talked about guardian vets and Petsy and, and yep, yep. all. there's so many now. It's crazy. In fact, my pets have nationwide insurance through my work. So they, yep. And it, they therefore have, I don't know what line it is, but it's one of those lines that I can call 24-7 and get that medical advice. And so internally, externally, however you're however doing you it, do it, in providing those resources, let's also include a triage, a tele-triage, a tele-advice, hey, do we need to go to the ER type situation so that your clients are backed up all the time and your emergency rooms are not overwhelmed with these phone calls and these visits that maybe don't need to be there. We're responsible for providing these really good resources and availability to our clients. Yeah. And, and again, guys, I love trying to keep that money locally, aka in your clinic whenever possible, but use an outside resource if you need to. But I'm just saying during the holidays, Becky, I mean, there's a lot of RVTs and, and associates that say, hey, you know what? I'm not doing anything on this day and I'd be happy to carve out two or three hours and, and take some calls or whatever. So again, just get creative out there. Becky, another element that I think is going to be different this year than in prior years years is boarding. Okay. So the past couple of years, boarding has been down because people couldn't travel due to the pandemic. But this year, I think everybody wants to go somewhere somehow. And so you need to say, okay, do we have the staff to accommodate it? So even though you can house a hundred dogs back in the day, you may not have the staff. So Becky, I'm, I'm telling a lot of vets out there, we really need to reconfigure and, and recalculate rather our capacity for care, right? Because they really may not have the staff to do the way they used to do it. 
Well, I think it's, it's, that's the foundation of this entire situation yeah. is that yeah. we continually try to meet the same numbers and, and capacities that we have with, with the, without the, the resources to do it plain and simple. In addition, uh, I, I want you to just kind of caveat that with the adjacent issue of getting those vaccines to those pets. So even if you don't offer boarding, please remember your clients are going to need that booster and they're going to want it again at the 11th hour. And so that's another point of information for your clients is, hey, are you, are you going on vacation? Is your pet going to be boarded? Let's get these boosters done now. Yeah. And again, guys, this is why we're saying start the the outreach now to tell your clients, hey, are you planning a trip? If you're going to be boarding at a kennel somewhere, make sure you're current on the required vaccinations or, or parasiticides or whatever it is that they require. Because like you said, Becky, many times in the past, people are kind of used to, well, on the way to the kennel facility, I'll just stop by Dr. Ward's and he'll pop that Bordetella. Well, that may not happen these days. Well, and, and along that same lines is those health certificates. And we always, you know, laugh about that last minute health certificate, but same thing. Um, while the prices of flights are astronomical and people are probably driving more than they're flying, there are folks who are going to be giving pets for Christmas or receiving pets for Christmas. And so we always have that issue of health certificates on top of vaccinations. And so if that's an area that you guys deal with as well in your clinics, it's just it's just maybe having a designated staff person who's going to be dealing with vaccine boosters and urgent care visits that entire day. Can you go ahead and bring in a relief veterinarian to just offset some of that busyness that you know is going to come? Look at your numbers from last year. Look at your visits from last year. What impacted you? What hit you? What is going to cause that same thing this year and what will happen if you don't have the same resources to handle it? Um, but, you know, I always love that post where Santa's got to get his health certificates for right, his reindeer, right. him and all of our clients. Yeah, exactly. And, and this year, Santa may need to get uh, that appointment booked now if he wants to yeah, make that flight right. on Christmas Eve. <laughs> but uh, just just a little advice up there to the North Pole guys, okay? Just just saying here. You heard it first. He listens. He's definitely... <laughs> we only have one subscriber in the oh, North Pole. It's right. got to be him. It's got to be him. I mean, there may <laughs> be some elves that are also interested, but I think it's probably <laughs> Santa Claus. But uh, getting back to to sort of preparing the, the staff, I think, Becky, th that's the last thing I kind of want to share today is, again, preparing the staff. I mean, I think now is the time to start to have those conversations with your team and say, hey, we know it's going to be stressful. We're going to do everything in our power to alleviate some of that stress and anxiety, but it's going to be nuts. And, and the other part of this is I think we have to equip ourselves, Becky, to handle these, these clients who are going to be stressed out, right? They're, get, they're going to be transferring their angst and anxiety about that increased airfare and all that, the travel troubles that they're going to encounter. And they're going to transfer that to us. And Becky, I think somehow we have to understand that, okay, it's not directed at us personally necessarily. And, and you know, we've got to really learn how to handle that, I think. You know, you're you're treading into an area I think we'll talk about soon in terms of codes of conduct. And I've seen more and more client codes of conduct. I walked into, oh my God, the mall. When was the last time you went to the mall? I went to the mall the other day and uh, they have a code of conduct at the door at the mall. That's like, because people are acting crazy. They have codes of conduct everywhere now that says basically if you enter this facility, you are agreeing to act some kind of way. And if not, we're going to act some kind of way. And it's, it's, it's just like this mutually agreeable thing that's happening everywhere I go now. And so to your very point, 
think uh, people, poof, it's yeah. crazy right now. It has been for a while. So if you don't have that client code of conduct, I mean, like if, and you're already maybe experiencing this on a heightened level, you're going to add the holidays to it. So do you need that code of conduct? Do you need to practice your resiliency with your staff now? Like, what do you need to do to be prepared for that? Because I'm seeing more and more signs and in clinics, especially where it just says, please be nice. Like everyone's trying really hard. Please be nice. Yeah. And again, viewfinders, I I think that we also have to separate, you know, really malicious intent versus somebody who's just kind of lost it because, you know, their their luggage was lost. I mean, right. I mean, so, so I think it's one of those areas where I get it during the holidays, all these emotions are heightened and I just don't want us to... Yeah, take it all personally because a lot of times it's not directed at us. This is just a, a the culmination of a whole host of factors that that have impacted them. So again, you know, it's it's not that you have to accept it and you and you just have to roll over and and you know say okay, thank you. But you do have to understand this is a natural part of dealing with the public. And you know, Becky, again, holidays are known for this, and and I just want us to 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 start to prepare ourselves mentally and emotionally. Yeah. And so I think this is a good time for uh, managers. If you aren't versed in how to kind of do that, I think, you know, um, we do like circling up has been really effective for folks, making sure you are showering with compliments, making sure you're keeping an ear to the ground and getting in front of these confrontational situations, just being really proactive. But like, I think as a manager, if you don't feel like you have tools in your toolbox for that, let's start getting them. Yeah. So, so again, viewfinders, this is just a quick little list of things we think you should probably do before the holidays hit. Becky, anything else that we didn't cover? I mean, I know there's a gazillion things that we could have covered, but these are kind of the big ones that are staring us in the face right now. And we've got a couple of weeks to get ahead of it. Yeah. I think it's mostly cuddle up with your team, ask what they're nervous about, ask what they're worried about, ask what they remember from last year that we could get in front of. You know, again, we, we talk to you guys a lot, but get with your team, make sure they've had a chance to put in their input of their concerns, make sure everyone's included front to back and then address what their issues, concerns, and ideas are. Yeah. And and guys, again, just uh, Becky and I would like to once again, thank you guys for listening. But more importantly, just coming up to us at conferences, if you see us and telling us, you know, Becky, I I had some great experiences at New York Vet Show with just sort of people just coming up and saying, hey, you know, I really appreciate or love the show or listen to the show or I learned this there or whatever. Becky, you know, I got to tell you what, those compliments that can that feeds me for a week. (laughs) It's my literal favorite when people say they listen. I'm always surprised. I know we have thousands and thousands of listeners and I know it's been six years. I know somebody is out there listening right now, but I am surprised every time somebody tells me and it is the biggest compliment because, you know, we, we, we always say it. We don't get paid. We do this because we really enjoy it. So when we know you guys enjoy it too, please don't be shy. Please always take that opportunity to come say hi. That's right. And you can also tell us hi on our social media, on Instagram at Veterinary Viewfinder. That's really where we, I think we post the most stuff back and forth. Uh, of course, our Facebook page, Veterinary Viewfinder. That's great for you finding out when new episodes drop. They drop every Wednesday, by the way. Uh, but, you know, if you want to reach out there, certainly on Twitter, you know, we share our stuff there at Vet Viewfinder. Uh, Becky, I think people really need to know that they can email us. I love getting emails. I take a long time to get back to them sometimes, but it is where you are going to get the most direct response and you can hit me specifically up (laughs) and I'll make sure Dr. Ernie gets circled in at veterinaryviewfinder at gmail.com. Yeah, and all these links in our show notes. If you've got an idea to prepare for the holidays, let us know so we can share it with our colleagues out there because I want this holiday season to be as joyous as possible. We know it's going to be accompanied by some stress, but on the other side of that, I want it to be also happy and peaceful. 
All right, guys, until next week, stay ahead, get prepared, and let's all enjoy the holidays. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. Bye.